Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. I've been thinking quite a bit lately about significant, about memorable experiences I've had davening, praying with Jewish communities. I haven't traveled as extensively as many people have, but I've done some traveling in my life. And in many of those situations, I found the context to be able to go to synagogues from the synagogue in the former Soviet Union in Kishinev, now Chisinau, Moldova, uh, where I was there on a Pesach morning with my dear friend with whom I traveled and colleague with whom I traveled as part of a mission to outreach to refuseniks, those who were refused permission to emigrate to Israel. An amazing experience to daven with that community, fearful of what, quote, the authorities were thinking when they saw these foreign tourists coming to pray, and so deeply respectful at the pride that these people showed by continuing to gather in the synagogue despite persecution. 30 years later, I was back in Europe traveling in Latvia, exploring family history, and I know I've spoken about that in the podcast, I wrote about it in my book, and davening in the only active synagogue in Latvia, in the city of Riga, confronting my own family history and the history of the community and seeing a community that was still alive even after the Holocaust. Truly amazing experiences and of course many experiences traveling in this country as well. But I primarily think of the experiences I had in Israel, davening with different communities. When I was a student in Israel back 40 years ago, a little more than that now, I decided along with many of my friends that we were going to every Shabbat morning that we could, we would visit a different kind of synagogue. Iraqi, Bukharian, Italian, Yemenite, Sephardi, Israeli. We wanted to get the experience of what it meant to daven with these different communities. And it truly was an amazing experience. So wonderful that when I planned trips with the congregation to Israel, and we would be in Jerusalem on Shabbat morning and want to go to the synagogue, they would say, well, I assume we're going to go to the conservative synagogue. And I said, no, we're not. It's too much like the United States. Wonderful. I've been there. It's a great, great shul, a great place to go. But you need an experience that you're not going to get in the United States. And I usually took people to the Italian synagogue in uh, Jerusalem. Uh, I told them one of the reasons is because they have the best kiddush, the best reception after services um, with the best food. Italian pastry, pizza, and things. And truly, be honest with you, that's part of the reason it was great. But there was an even bigger reason. To walk into that synagogue with the ornate architecture, the ornate uh, decorations, and to watch a community trying to hold on to its ethnic tradition in a changing world was truly amazing. And I always was amazed at how people would walk in, and I had this experience so many times, and immediately everything seemed strange, but the more the service went on, the more comfortable people felt. And I'll get back to that idea in a minute, but I want to share with you one other experience, which might not fit into these, but I have to share it because it's truly one of the most meaningful experiences I've ever had with a community in prayer. In 2001, when we took a congregation trip to Israel, I was saying Kaddish for my father. He had died a few months before. And uh, 
in the, I tried to find a place to say the mincha service, the afternoon service, uh, so that I could say Kaddish. It wasn't always easy. We were traveling around on a bus and it was difficult to do. But on one occasion, we pulled into the parking lot at Ein Gedi, where there are beautiful waterfalls if you travel up a little bit into the, into the, into the hills. Fantastic place to go. And as I got off the bus, I noticed that there was a group of young people I think 13 or 14, with their, uh, with their teacher who were davening the mincha service, the afternoon service. They were coming towards the end of the service because they were doing the repetition of the Amidah, which comes towards the end of this rather brief service. And I walked into the back of that group and nobody noticed me. And they did that. And then they finished with the Aleinu, the Aleinu prayer, which is the next to the last prayer of the mincha service. What remains is the mourner's Kaddish. They finished with Aleinu and they started to walk away. Apparently they had the tradition that if nobody is saying the mourner's Kaddish, it doesn't have to be said. Well, I was saying the mourner's Kaddish, so I just started in with the words of the Kaddish. As soon as I started, every one of those students stopped and respectfully turned towards me and responded with the proper congregational responses to the Kaddish. When I finished, I said, thank you. They, they wished me comfort and they walked away. It was a simple moment. It was a simple experience, but one which I carry with me as this idea of how Jews are really connected with each other and how that often happens during prayer and in the synagogue service, or in this case, outside of a synagogue. Truly amazing to visit synagogues and to stop in and to, and to, or, or with groups of people like this and to have this one-time experience. In 2005, I was in Israel for a study uh, program for two weeks, staying in Jerusalem. And when I went, uh, I, I was saying Kaddish for my mother who had died a few months before. And I made the decision that I was gonna do what I did as a student. I was gonna visit different synagogues every morning. The first morning that I was there, I was running a little bit late, and there was a synagogue not far from the hotel, an Ashkenazic synagogue, similar to what I'm used to at home. I decided I'll start my traveling tomorrow. I'll go to this one quickly because I'm, I'm late. I went to the synagogue, and it was exactly the kind of service that I was used to at home. But I decided that morning that I didn't want to have that experience of traveling, of visiting different places. Saying Kaddish my mother and being in Jerusalem for two weeks, I decided that would become my shul, that would become my synagogue, and I would go every morning, and I did. And I got to know the people, and I got to know the traditions of the congregation, and it felt right. It felt right not to travel around, but to be in that one place. What is all this about and why am I sharing it with you? First of all, it's the importance of ritual in Jewish tradition. I can go to a Iraqi, an Iraqi synagogue, I can go to a Bukharian synagogue or a Yemenite synagogue in Israel and feel at home because even if the customs are different, the ritual, the liturgy, the prayers themselves are largely the same. Yes, there are differences. There are differences in order in some cases and words have slipped in that I didn't expect or, or take it out that I've grown to expect. But in general, and this was borne out by my 
uh, by the people who traveled with us and went to the Italian synagogue, after a couple of minutes of noticing that the rituals are different, the architecture is different, the accent is different, the tunes are different, you still have the prayers and the rituals connect you. And they connect you in a very deep way. So a Jew can travel to almost any synagogue in the world and feel at home if they know the traditional ritual. And so you can have these extraordinary experiences where you can concentrate on the other things, like I said, the architecture or the tunes or whatever, or the, or the, the local traditions, but still feel grounded. But sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes you need to have the connection with the people as well and with the place as well. And that's what I discovered when I was in Israel in 2005 and went to the synagogue every day for two weeks. I needed a place that I could feel rooted. I needed to, to stop wandering. I needed to feel a place that might feel somewhat like home. Why do I share these with you today? Because God willing, in a couple of days, I'm posting this on Thursday morning, in a couple of days, I'm going to return to Beth Israel Congregation in Ann Arbor here for Shabbat morning services for the first time in 16 or 17 months. I've been on Zoom, of course, with the congregation, but it isn't the same. And for the past two weeks, while the congregation has been gathering in, in the sanctuary with masks, I've been elsewhere. I was leading services in another congregation. Last weekend, I was out of town. This is my homecoming. This is my opportunity to come home. And I'm going to tell you that I'm anticipating that it will be every bit as meaningful, every bit as uplifting, and every bit as memorable as visiting those other congregations were when I went for a Shabbat morning service one time. The truth is that we as Jews can find ourselves at home in synagogues around the world because of the liturgy, because of the ritual. But we need a place that we really call home. And for me, it's Beth Israel here in Ann Arbor. Synagogue I served for 30 years as a rabbi and now for three years as, as a congregant, Rabbi Emeritus. It, to me, is everything that a home synagogue should be. When I walk in, I know any time, but this time in particular, I remember the fact that I stood on the bima with my wife, Ellen, under the chuppah at our wedding, that our son and our daughter celebrated their brit milah and their naming, the simchat bat, on that bima, as well as celebrating becoming a bar and bat mitzvah. It's the synagogue where I gave my final sermon as a full-time rabbi and where I still have the opportunity in the past few years to lead the Ne'ilah service, to lead the concluding service of Yom Kippur. It's a place where if I turn around from the seat that I'm in, I can look at the memorial board and see the plaques in memory of my parents, my father-in-law, and one of my second cousins who perished during the Holocaust. And seeing those names remind me of not only my past, but remind me of family and the importance of our traditions at our homes. It's wonderful to travel. It's wonderful to have different experiences and those sometimes we think of as the most memorable. 
but what we all what we all should cherish is being part of a community we know that we're familiar with that we're comfortable with and that in the case of the past 16 months that we've missed dearly we can travel quite a bit as Jews we can have great experiences but coming home is often the greatest experience of all until next time thank you <laughs>